Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Life. I'm Keza McDonald. And I'm Ellie Gibson. And today our guest is Jenny Colgan. Hi Jenny. Hello. How are you doing? I am doing very well, thank you. It's nice to be in a room with people. It we're is, all, isn't we're it? very far apart, <laughs> but we are physically here. This so. is a responsibly recorded podcast. Yeah, I told you not to sit on my lap, Keza. If you don't mind, uh, we do need a little Tongues, bit of space. tongues, stop it. <laughs> so Jenny, would you like to introduce who you are? Yeah, I'm a novelist and kind of all-round writer for hire, really. So I, I write mostly for adults, but I also write a boarding school series for teenagers and I write for children. And I write for Doctor Who on and off. And I review books here and there. Yeah, yeah, just anything. Typing. Typing. <laughs> Sitting in front of a computer typing is my job. Is typing. Sometimes. Pretty much. Yeah. Shopping list. Do you ever do yeah, that? Yeah. It's good times. So I, I think I've had, we've published about, I think, 35 books or so oh my and god but you're basically in a blatant at this point so <laughs> yeah the child beating is possibly the trickiest part uh, <laughs> that, but it is that's, a little bit that, that's 34 and a half more books than I've written because uh, <laughs> I've just got one that I wrote with someone else and oh likewise quite short. Yeah. yeah yeah yeah. I also have a, a, a video games book uh, it's erotic fiction about Gex the Gecko but uh, sadly I've yet to find a publisher <laughs> which I feel like the world's perhaps not ready for it uh, it's a shame so you're a gamer Jenny what have you been playing recently well I was a massive gamer and then I had three children in about five minutes when I was in my 30s and I think we had just hit the kind of Nintendo Wii kind of you know that kind of uh, stage of, of life and the second my kids were basically conscious I could see their eyes going <laughs> towards it and I thought right you know what I am just too busy now it's just too manic those days where I could just sit all day and play I, I basically play when you look at a game in a game shop and you think god who would ever play that that's the kind of game that I play and I know this because when I went to buy Typing of the Dead one of my all time favourite games you really do like typing (laughs) 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 it's the single most useful game anyone has ever made I type like a fiend now because I played the whole of Typing of the Dead it's a horror game right? well it is but the typing outweighed how frightening the zombies are so you know it kind of it it kind of worked in my favour in the end you type really fast and the zombies fall over? they do is that the game? you 
you, if you type a certain level, you hit them with a chainsaw, and then again, and then if you get to the end of the freeze, then their head. Extraordinary. This is a. Ama- I never. I've not played this. I didn't know. Oh, Imagine combining great. office work with the undead. Why is nobody? It was, on, it done was this on the before? Dreamcast. I remember importing at great expense two keyboards from Japan for the Dreamcast <laughs> <laughs> to play typing of the dead two. I think which never came out here. <laughs> Different times. Oh, it's on Steam now. It's uh, you oh, can excellent. Just go and have a look at it. It's That's a lot less expensive. Really, yes. it's a lot less. <laughs> expensive. Almost like you wasted your life, Keza. I like just remember it? the guy in HMV going. Well, I did wonder. <laughs> you know, little girl nerd, I did wonder who this was for, and here you are. It's been two weeks since we lost contact with Logan. Two typing. Two-tabi. The typing of the dead. <laughs> and actually, it's the only game I've ever said to my children, no, go, go play it. And they're like, no, we're scared of zombies too, Mum. We inherited it from you. <laughs> no, imagine though, imagine sitting there behind the counter at Game or EB and being like, who has pre-ordered Typing mm. of the Dead? Yeah. <laughs> I'm interested to see who the person who walks through the door is. And then I turn out, it's like, oh, you're exactly what we expected. <laughs> Have you got a bicycle and some glasses? Good, good. <laughs> I'm surprised at myself that I worked in a hospital. That was the only job I've ever had is mm. when I left college, I went and worked in a hospital for two years. Um, and then, and I hated it so much. I didn't kill anyone, but I really... <laughs> you came close. I was, no, I know. I just <laughs> failed people's expenses really badly. I was really, I was, no, I was terrible. I hated it. Anyway, so I, when I got my book deal, which was in 1999, and I left the office, I then proceeded to play Theme Hospital for about five months. <laughs> Literally, like there was a part of my subconscious was so guilty that I wasn't going to work anymore. I was just writing a book that I played that stupid game, which if you're unaware of Theme Hospital, you build waiting rooms and consulting rooms for people walking in that are sick. That's it. That's there's no end point. And I played it endlessly. a strange time wasn't there in the mid 90s and late 90s where there was just a like roller coaster tycoon simulator yeah. there was theme hospital there were just loads of them there was abattoir simulator abattoir that, was classic one. One. that prison yeah. one was really good uh, yeah. yeah there actually was a prison one there was yeah. i can't remember what it was called oh there was that i used to really like that game where you had to escape from a prison oh, the escapist the... no it was called this the sh- not the shawshank redemption that's a film <laughs> i'll have to look it up i'll have to look it up and Hang then on. i'll be like yeah let's 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 google it uh, i love the google search terms we end up with here jenny I'm going to say PS3. You should try it as a novelist. Oh, it's driving me. I can't find it. Did you see that story about the very serious historical novelist who Googled how to make red dye for his novel and ended up listing a bunch of the ingredients from The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild? Yes! It was was John Boyne. I know him. Yeah, oh, bless (laughs) was. It was just in the middle of this very serious, it's like talking about Red Lizalfos tales and everyone's like, hang on a minute. He just Googled it and ended up with a game FAQs answer (laughs) from the first result. I cannot tell you how easy it is to do that kind of thing, especially if you have, like at the moment I'm writing a Russian hero and an Italian heroine and I speak Italian but I don't speak a single syllable of Russian. So I'm really, Kind of, you know, is he the strong silent type by any chance? No, but he's got one of these really thick bear like accents. He says, <laughs> I have been thinking of you. Uh, right, uh, yeah, okay. Well, fortunately, I don't do my own audiobooks. <laughs> do you know what? It's because when you're trying to write a narrative, you're trying to, you know, just to get it out there. So you don't really have to, you put little holding 
notes in place in the book and you're like, right, come back to this and sort out a translation or sort out a poem, whatever it is you have to do, do your research at a different time, which leads us to, you know, deadlines. And I know, <laughs> do you know what? I don't think there was a novelist out there that didn't go, oh, that could have been any of us. <laughs> yeah, right. My son got really into Roller Coaster Tycoon. Mm. Watching his Roller Coaster Tycoon results. That's slightly it. more tedious end of parenting, I would oh, say. I would say, like, um, I remember I would create these meticulous theme parks where everybody had a great time. And, uh, you know, the burger joints were all perfectly placed. The toilets were there. And then I watched my brother play it and he just basically created death coasters where the people would just fly off the end and die. And then everyone <laughs> would stop coming to his theme park. <laughs> And that sounds quite good. Yeah, yeah. that was that was yeah. his version of it. Or he'd do like horrible things where he'd get, uh, welcome everybody in and then delete all the toilets and just watch everybody slowly wet themselves while walking in circles around his theme park. I mean, that's yeah. what happened to me when I played The Sims, but I didn't mean it to end <laughs> that way. People get, I think this is what happens when you have 14 year old boys and you don't let them play Grand Theft Auto. Let's go back in time to your sort of earliest gaming memories, Jenny. What was the first thing you can remember playing? Well, I I go right back. My father was a teacher and he brought home a ZX Spectrum, which didn't have keys, which had those proddy... The rubber Plasticky ones. Rubber horrible, things. weren't they? Horrible. Oh, I don't know. Oh, there's something about that rubber to this day. <laughs> <laughs> it's quite fetishy, the old spectrum. It is kind of the black, the black and the and the and the rubber. Yeah, yeah. Together. Now you're getting into it. Yeah, I mean I'm just I'm starting <laughs> this to This is not start- the podcast I thought it was. <laughs> this is the ZX Spectrum, a small, very cheap computer that's found its way into more homes in Britain than any other. So on the Spectrum games came on tapes, right? You had to play the tape and then the game would load very slowly from the tape if if that if that's how it was that's not how what we had what we had was <coughs> some lots of lines of computer code that you typed in oh and yeah and laborious then, version oh my goodness laborious and then provided you hadn't made a single mistake on those rubber keys uh, over the last six hours uh, it would like run a tennis ball around or something yeah like they came in magazine you won't remember magazines either <laughs> I worked it was on like, one it was, like, it was like the internet but printed out on <laughs> old good. dead trees yeah. and um, yeah and they would have these bloody things because I had an Amstrad CPC 464 which is a superior machine but I don't want you to make you feel bad about that but um <laughs> Yeah, and they were like knitting patterns and you had yes. to like type it out and it was like my god the things we did for entertainment <laughs> I mean <laughs> imagine that now yeah you just give a three year old yeah. an iPad now imagine uh, being it. like yeah if you want to play your you know train game you've got to type out all the lines of code with not a single syntax formatting error yeah, in the yeah, entire yeah. thing the flashing K cursor tells us that basic is expecting a keyword the keyword that's written on the B key is the word border and if we press the B key, we'll get the word border. So the tapes was like a step up, wasn't it? It was like, brilliant, put a tape in and then you just press play and then go off, you know, go on holiday for a fortnight <laughs> and come back. And it might, it might <laughs> have <laughs> laid yeah. it. Might yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, so, you, so you're a Spectrum So gamer. it was right back. No, I don't think I ever successfully ever played a game. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, tried hard. I think there was one thing I managed to program correctly, which was to tell you the wrong answers in mental arithmetic to annoy my brothers with. And apart from that, nothing. And then my father, now we didn't have a ton of money, but my father, I think he used to bring these things home. And now, of course, in retrospect, I'm thinking, did he just confiscate them from other kids that yeah, did definitely, have definitely money? But he brought home a, or we somehow laid our hands on a Tommy Tronic. <gasps> Oh, um, don't 
give it all Oliver Twist, my yeah, childhood. I know, I know, oh, I know. Please, sir, can I have some more Spectrum I, games? You had a two-metronic. I know, I know. It, it might have been our rich Canadian cut. I can't even remember how we got it, but it was by far the best thing. Now, in the astonishing Tomitronic 3D game series, comes 3D action with stereo sound. Stereophonic Sky Fighters. Tomitronic Sky Fighters. 3D action with stereo sound. Only from Tomi. Oh. You're going to have to fill me in here. What is Tomitronic? Oh, 3D. It's 3D. 3D in the 80s? I never had one. I only know what it is because it had this amazing advert that Great. made it look... It was basically like... Watch it as like a six-year-old or whatever it was. It made it look like you're basically going to space. Like, it was amazing. <laughs> it was like... Um, well, you describe it, well, Jenny. It was a, like those old 3D viewers. Do you know those? Yeah. It was okay. like a pair of binoculars. Yes. It was like a pair of binoculars, but with like a sort of... Yes. Yeah, a sort of plastic shell. So you put it over your eyes. Uh-huh. And it Like points, a VR headset. Like a... Yes. Yes. Actually, slightly better. Better than some of the cheaper yeah, VR headsets I've seen. Uh, with the point at the end, and the one we had was the racing one. I think it was a space one where you kind of you had your car going around, you had to dodge cars and and so on. And did it, it have was, like a controller? Did you have to play it with buttons, buttons on the thing? Buttons, oh, yeah, you had to right. hold it, so it didn't have. It wasn't like VR, and it didn't have. It didn't sort of sit on your head. You no. actually had to hold it up. Like your face the whole time. Wow. And then the buttons were on the top, weren't yep. they? And Oh man, this and it's corky. It's still a really good game. Oh, I don't have it, but uh, <laughs> what happened to it? Where's the Tomitronic now? Must have been some massive, probably worth a lot on eBay. Rather massacre upside down. Yes, I don't know, but yeah. it was great, and I loved it. Was that the first game that you remember being really into? Then that was the first game I remember being obsessed with to the point of not really doing anything else. Mm. And then the next thing that walked in the house was Tetris. Mm. Okay, damn. So, <laughs> if you, you want know. a game that will steal your life, yeah, welcome to Tetris. Just that ridiculous sense Tetris gives you of floating slightly beyond your head because you're not really paying attention. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And we I, all know we're like drug addicts here. We're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know it, Yeah. And I remember my mother coming in and just watching me completely in despair. <laughs> And and saying what what is this doing to you? <laughs> what is it doing for you? And being unable to explain the untethering of of your kind of slightly higher wave function. I don't know. I'm sure there's a science. I actually there's so there's there's a state called flow. Yes, that's which, yeah, which is like the, you can get it from if you're you know you can get it from being really good at anything. But with video games, it's a really it's just that sense of just being like completely in the moment and completely mm. like also almost mindfulness in a way. Now, now come pr- on now, pushing, pushing it a little. <laughs> maybe it's, maybe I'm justifying this too hard to myself, perhaps. Uh, but there's, I think there's a lot of games that that do that. For me, it was music games like Guitar Hero, and um, there was this game called Amplitude. Very electronic, intense club music would come at you with lots of expand and contracting shapes and other visual effects. Very, very are. good manual for Amplitude, Excellent yeah, manual. Yeah, yeah. I by a good it. friend yeah. of mine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> very and, strong. And you just have to, your fingers just have to make make it happen. It was like a sort of transcendental state that you ended up in because you just have, there was no conscious thought between you and what was happening on the game. Apparently some people get that from fighting games or other sorts, but for me it was always music games and Tetris. They made the newest Tetris game is called Tetris Effect and it is the trippiest thing you'll ever play in life. It's in VR. Um, you can play it out of VR as well, but it's Tetris, but with kind of tribal drums and sort of whale imagery. And every oh. every every level, it kind of goes into a new psychedelic experience as you play Tetris. So it really heightens Kedler. that sense of like disconnect. I swear to God, I was completely this, sober. I was say, is this a real game? <laughs> <laughs> Have you been at your mum's cocoa doll again? <laughs> 
the other day I dug out my original Game Boy. I've still got the old, you know, the big grey brick with oh, the yeah. little switch on the top. Yellow screen. And uh, Pete was like, oh, I'll give it to Charlie, my nine-year-old. He's like, he'll love this, he'll love this. So we gave it to him and he switched on it and it had Tetris in it. And he was like, um, why is it Why is it green? Why is it all green? And I was like, because that's how it was. And he played it for literally about a minute and then was like, um, that's a bit boring. Can, how do you switch games? And I was like, you, you go to the shop and you buy more games. <laughs> And he could not get his head because he's They're used to like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're all your Easter money. That's how much they cost. Yeah. You can get two games every year. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's it. it. And you judge it by reading what's on the back of the box. He was honestly nonplussed about, yeah, it did not go well. Did you see that piece? I think it was in something mad like The New Yorker about the guy whose girlfriend turned out to be a world genius at Tetris. They had, this is literally, it only happened about a year ago. Uh, and she was in the car and for some reason she'd never heard of it and he handed it over and she got like 10,000 levels and apparently there's a tiny sub-stratum of the population who are naturally very, very good at it. That is really? fascinating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was saying to me... I, it's it, like a savant, like some people are, can just like play a violin some people are amazing at music and maths and some people can yes. just play Tetris. Yes. <laughs> can you imagine people walking around without that knowing they've got that superpower? But she ended up going to like the world finals and stuff. Imagine oh having gosh. that superpower but just for the worst game, just for like Gex Enter the gecko yeah, yeah you are <laughs> yeah. the best person in the history of the planet you will always be amazing somebody is at superman 64 it's you <laughs> you had an n64 as well didn't you i did I, do you know it's really interesting you touching on you know if you want a new game you just change it because it you know you have to go and get one it really makes me remember the financial investment and mm. how awful it was to get a bad game and it's not like now where you could google how good is this game and you can make an aggregate yeah. from all the crazy people and then people watch on the five hours of youtube of, footage of people of it. doing it yeah, yeah. And you could you know magazines tended to pretty much boost up most things and oh my gosh the heartbreak of buying like a bad spider game or oh it was mm. just because it was so much money whereas my daughter plays roblox you know, and I can't quite seem to get a grip on Roblox because at the moment she's just tending baby animals. But Roblox you know. is kind of, it's a bit like a kind of platform where there's loads of different weird little games, aren't there, that yes. people make themselves. So you can be, do a pizza making game or you can like, you know, the kids love it. I do not get it. It looks mm. like rubbish Lego. Well, if you if you if you're a big theme hospital player like me, <laughs> and you've I got s- a natural aptitude for it. Are you one of the world's top theme hospitals? Actually, players? even if you like Animal Crossing. There's lots of stuff on Roblox which is like, here's an egg, sit on it for six weeks. Oh, here's a baby animal that looks a bit like another baby animal. That You know, do you want to buy it a hat? Yes. You know, it's, it's really, it's, it's that kind of, again, that mind-numbing go for a walk down the street. I get that. That's kind of that, mo- that. It's not one game. It's like 400 different games, isn't it? And, and you can play with your mates. And you can play, which yeah. is always the crucial yeah. thing for kids now, isn't yeah. it? Especially in lockdown times, is being able to play with your with your friends. My kids have never had a more sociable time of it. Then all you could hear was little girls' voices up and down there. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it's funny. Like I, I, I could just about get, get my head around Minecraft. And I played that with my, my older stepson um, when he was littler. We played that. But like Roblox is beyond me. I ended up writing for like... Um, for the Saturday Guardian, I wrote a little column just like a parent's guide to, guide to what Roblox is. And I basically slagged it off a bit. I'm like, it's a bit shit, but kids like it. And you know, who are we to judge? And I have been getting furious emails from children <laughs> for like a year and a half. Every now and then I just get a really angry email from some 17-year-old being like, actually, I think you're fine. Roblox has this and that and it's very interesting and I've made money. I'm just so on. And I'm like, it's not for me, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's great for you. It's, it's clearly not for me. I'm clearly past it. When it comes to Roblox, just live your life. Don't get angry at me.
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So, so your kids are into the the Roblox. Do you, do you play games with them or? Uh, no, that's the little one, and then the boys. And I was quite like, oh god, this can swallow a lot of your life. And also, life is so much less boring than it was when I was a kid. You know, when there was well, absolutely nothing. Not to right do. now. Uh, you know, nothing open, nothing yeah. going on. So, you know, yes, I played a lot of computer games, but also I read a lot of books, and you know, I, I played the piano a lot, and you know, because you just said hours and hours of time whereas now they have all this. so I was really wary about it and really kind of holding off on kind of phones and, and stuff like that just mm. in horrible middle class mother kind of way and then it was I think it was two Christmases ago and they just came up to me in November and they went okay we've done it and they had saved their entire pocket money birthday money holiday money uncle slipping them a tenner you know, the three of them, including the little one who contributed about a pound. Oh, bless. Oh, I and love that. They, they roped her in. They said, yeah, they roped her in. And they said, we're going to buy an Xbox now. Oh, I, was, nice. I was really hoping you were going to say Tomitronic. They found <laughs> one on eBay. <laughs> yes, it's really only £4,000. <laughs> and thank goodness we've got enough cash. 3D action with stereo sound. So they clubbed together and they, they got it. And you know what? And we limit when they can play it, but they get so much out of it games are actually wonderful like I know that we, we worry a bit about kids playing them too much um, and let's be fair we all probably play games too much at one time or another but actually like there's so much you can get out of games at the right age isn't there it, do you know what especially for the 15 year old mm. this is and also when we were 15 you know or even when we were 12 your parents were like okay bye see you later you know when you're hungry here's a sandwich uh, you know you don't have a phone <laughs> never mind uh, whereas now you know we're so wary about kind of letting them out and about in their bikes and stuff like that but certainly during lockdown the 50 every day at you know five o'clock the 12 year old gets on and he would chat to his mates and mm. we'd hear them laughing and choking talking whatever and then at seven o'clock the 15 year old gets on and we got slightly lax with the 15 year old in terms of just he's getting to that age where they stay up late and stuff but it was his social life playing. This is it. in like, fact i know it was his social life because he played fifa relentlessly despite never having watched a football match they grew up in france the john despite never having watched a football match because well, having... they don't have football in france no <laughs> <laughs> rugby were the bit we're in uh they have no interest in in the sport never having watched a game not knowing anyone in it but obviously it was just what his mates were i love playing, that so, your you son know. loves fifa as well doesn't he oh he loves a bit of fifa yeah yeah, yeah i can't that's, that's an admin job as well isn't it that's another desk based what the fifa yeah oh yeah there's all there's all these careers you have to have and he's always doing press conferences and all of this and i'm just <laughs> like it's very strange i can't you know i can't understand why they how they make it different every year either i mean what, what i mean what i mean to do? be honest is football any different every year well is football is it. itself any different i'm not yeah. sure it really is i mean apparently it is completely like world beatingly amazing and different every single time you know we're going to get letters we are definitely going to get letters 2020 but we're going to get emails you know that it's gone in as a writer obviously as you say you've written slightly more books than Kezra and I just Um, a bit but have you ever thought of writing for video games is that something that appeals yeah I, I was approached to write a game and I really liked the people very much but I 
Yeah, I don't know. I kept submitting things and it kept being so wrong for them in terms of what they knew that they wanted and mm. what the, they, they could do that it became fairly obvious that just like I couldn't also suddenly start writing songs or, you know, it felt as different a medium to get into. Mm. And I go, well, I thought we'd do this. And they go, right. You know, it was so clear that I had absolutely no idea what I was talking about. Whereas I'm friends with someone like Naomi Alderman, mm. who did Zombies Run, which I think is a terrific game. That's um, a game on your phone, right? Where you, it, it makes sure you take it out jogging mm, and right. you're jogging and they go, oh, and there's a story. And then they go, oh, zombies sighted at 10 metres to your left. And then the music starts to get fast and then you start to hear the zombie breaths. And you've got 30 seconds to physically outrun the zombies before the end of the game. I like to put it on and then go for a run late at night in Catford where I live. (laughs) (laughs) So then you get the visuals sort of to go with it. People just stumbling (laughs) around, shambling towards you, asking you for a fiver and a Rizzler. It's nice. It can be very... Actually, I was doing... I had had on one day, I was running down by the sea now where we live and uh, the base was on fire. You have to get back to your base, it's on fire. And there was a column of smoke (laughs) visible somewhere up on the hill and I got genuinely quite freaked out. That sounds more exciting than Couch to 5K, to be fair. Yeah, a little bit, just a little bit. So you know the, the writer of that, Naomi Alderman, has she told you about what it's like for writing for video games and how it's different? Um, you know, it's her company. This is something she wanted to do and she set about it, doing it her own way. Whereas with me, they said, do you want a story like this? And I was like, yes, why don't we do this? And they were like, yeah, no, that's not how it's So why was work. it? That we, was the stuff you're writing too complex? or it, what Clearly, was the I think so. And, yeah. and also, I suppose when you're a novelist much more than say if you're a screenwriter you're dealing in very clear visuals all the time you know I mean think of really mm. good films there's hardly any words in them at all whereas with a writer you're constantly explaining you know you're God you're saying they're feeling like this they feel like this now they're slightly hurt you know and, yeah, um, sure not tell isn't it when it comes uh, to screen yeah exactly it's completely the opposite it's almost completely the opposite job well, one of the reasons the games very often have quite crap stories at least until quite recently mm. is because they have to make most of the game before they can really get the story people in yeah so the fact is yes, the game's it's kind right. of already done their physics like, are all done I yeah know, they, I kind of have, they have to yeah. get from here to here they have to have this level in which this happens right. they have to have the fast exciting like basically they've, they've done the rhythm of the game and they just basically they bring in the story people they're like we want you to sort of put something on top of this wrap it up nice yeah make it ah. work and the only time that games have really amazing stories like um something like the witcher cd project or um naughty dog who does the last of us and uncharted the, the ones that have really great stories it's because the basically the people who design the game are also the writers of the game yeah so they, they designed the whole game around those cool kind of character moments that they want to have. Um, and it's really hard to do. Like narrative design in games is it's so, so hard. Yeah. So, so basically you were like, oh, I've, I've written this great historical epic and there's all these branching storylines and characters. And they were like, well, it's a snooker game, Jenny. Is that, <laughs> is that what happened? Pretty much. Yeah, yeah. 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 No, it's, it's, yeah. it's tough. And one of the things, like, if you start to know a little bit about how games are made, you start to notice in something like The Witcher, you'll go into a scenario and there's this whole thing they've built, like this entire area, like this castle or this room or whatever, and it's just built for that one story scene. And you're like, oh, they spent tons of money on that. <laughs> like, this is, this is what it's like when you have tons of money. Yeah. Rockstar does it, who do yeah. um, Grand Theft Auto and Red Dead Redemption as well, because they have all the money in the world. Yeah. They can build, like, a whole level that would be half of someone else's budget just for, like, a 10-minute scene or an hour-long level. They can do that. <laughs> So you can imagine when my daughter got invited to the girls only day for girl uh, kind of games developers at Rockstar uh, in Edinburgh where we live and my 
two boys, which <laughs> she doesn't even play. <laughs> just, just not allowed to play any Rockstar games, but <laughs> so they are all quite 18 races. Oh, they are all yeah, very 18 saying, races. In terms of, you know, interesting having a girls only game when some of the politics, the sexual politics in the <laughs> I know. games. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But <laughs> less dead prostitutes. I don't know. Just throwing out there. She's, just, not, she's yeah. nine. <laughs> hey, look, they've got one feminist in, in, in Red Dead Redemption 2. I'll have you know, they've got suffragettes in that. Therefore, a feminist game. That's right. Then, Even that's though you fine. can feed them to crocodiles. I was going to say, can you kill them? Yeah. <laughs> well, she had the best time and they gave her all the merch and she was super in fact she's still wearing them yeah, even though they're now completely shreddy the t-shirts and the the backpack and the stickers that's good i do like that there exists now big developers being like hey girls do you like games are you interested in them come and learn a bit about pro-. Like, that was not a thing when i was a kid no the, the prevailing narrative was that girls didn't even play games let alone want to make them yeah, you were a bit weird, weren't you? Definitely. In, in certain circles of yes, games. Yes, really yeah. weird. I thought you were just personally insulting me, but you know, you yeah. were not <laughs> money, to be honest. Half-Life 2 was one that you mentioned. Mm. That, that's one of those games that's like properly got a vision, hasn't it? I did something really stupid with Half-Life 2, which is I played my way through about half of it completely like dreaming about it you know it's so perfectly yeah, you know the, the clue is not in the title that's not what you're supposed to do yeah, yeah you know it's that, literally yeah. Uh, <laughs> half your life it's so visual it's so well realised it's so well paced and in fact because especially when the kids were born I was too busy to play and I was like oh when I get back to gaming oh my god it's going to be amazing mm. but actually I haven't seen so much my son loves Red Dead Redemption he just loves it but um, but I just thought Half-Life was stunningly good and there's a bit about halfway through, and I'm so enjoying it, where he has to escape on a speedboat. And oh my God, could I get the speedboat through all the hazards and the bridges and the toxic waste? <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't do it, couldn't do it, couldn't do it. And the games were really hard then. They've made them much easier. Mm-hmm. I realise, I understand why they've done like Lego. I know how the capitalism drives it, whatever. But then you just had to play it forever. And I, in my 1990s internet, looked up the cheat code. And I, I don't think I even looked up on Google. I think I looked it up on web crawler. <laughs> <laughs> Found the cheat code. Thought, I'll just get past this bit. Put the cheat code in. Got past that bit. Could not find the page on the internet that showed you how to reverse the cheat code. I don't even if they, even if you can. I think the assumption is if you're a cheat, you're doomed yeah, forever. It. Which meant that I effectively walked through the rest of the game. It was still brilliant, but it wasn't. You know, I didn't have to do anything. I couldn't die. You were in God mode. I was, the in, whole God, time. I was in God mode the whole time. So I, I basically, I took. It does take a little bit of the tension out of. So I basically ruined one of the best games ever made for myself. Mm. Well done, me. If you see this so-called free man, report him. Civic deeds do not go unrewarded, and contrarywise, complicity with his cause will not go unpunished. Oh, I've read about the same time. I was playing Max Payne a lot, which I did go through all on my own. And that's a beautiful storied game. It's a terrific. What's what's Max, what, yeah, what, tell us what it's about. Well, it's, uh, it's your washed up alcoholic private eye fighting, uh, fight, trying to find a kind of baddie. But interspersed with it, he, I think it was his drinking costume, his wife and his baby. Or no, the bad guy shot up his wife and his baby. And he keeps having these flashback, dreamy, weird, nightmarish flashback levels. A suspect is seen leaving the site only moments after the shots have been fired. And the NYPD is currently in pursuit of Max Payne, a repeated felon believed to be armed and extremely dangerous. So you end up feeling very, very fond of Max. The alcoholic noir detective. Yeah, in yeah. a way that you don't of... Oh, no, I mean, I like 
Actually, Banjo Kazooie. Banjo and Kazooie, like a lot. Banjo has a very dark past. He just doesn't like doesn't like to talk about it. He was actually he was a, he was a method for about ten years. I would like to see the Banjo Kazooie origin story, and it's just. Really I mean, these dark. days it probably would be super dark, wouldn't it? Yeah, they'd, yeah. Like, they'd take it in the Batman direction. The witch kidnaps his sister. Yeah, that's yeah. the entire premise of Banjo Kazooie. That's Banjo Kazooie. Oh, it's got to be a woman in the refrigerator. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Christmas is coming up. Have you got any? any? Yes. And I ordered them ages ago and the kids don't know they're coming and I am so excited. We have the Mario Kart with the um, overlay. <gasps> Mario Kart Live? Mm-hmm. Oh, the actual oh, real life little uh, RC cart that you drive around. I'm so excited by that. <gasps> I'm so excited. I've, even, I've, I've got the uh, whole route kind of planned in my head and the one thing I said or the one thing we're always trying to do which is to beat back the tide of how much time they spend on games is what we've always said is this is why they had to buy their own Xbox we're not doing electronics for Christmas we're not doing it we don't want you to be disappointed at Christmas time if you don't get a shiny new game or whatever because we're never doing it hoop and, and a stick never That's done it my children <laughs> are getting one of those little water games where Absolutely. you press the buttons and they, yeah completely yeah, so we've always been a little spare. bit like you know you're going to get a bike and you're going to get cool stuff but I can't bear to have a disappointed face because you didn't get some stupid game on Christmas that's the rules in our house but this, so they have no idea that this is coming. And well, we, until they hear this, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to get my kids interested in literally anything I do. Is I was in, I was in a shop just yesterday with my kids, and um, we went to a safari park. And you know, you have to exit via the gift shop. That mm-hmm. is the the rule. And I, I said, oh, you can have a little, choose a little toy. And my little son chose some ridiculous robot that turns into a dinosaur that turns into a vibrator. I don't know what it does. That really sounds paying awesome. Attention. Actually, that does sound good. It wasn't that. <laughs> I wouldn't have let him buy that. And then my my nine year old. And this is the thing they have. I don't know about your kids. They have just so much stuff. Right? They know, just have endless plastic Potter, crap and crap rubbish. And all this stuff. It was a perfectly nice little shop. There's little cuddly toys, and he's got that, and he's got jigsaw puzzles, and he's got. And in the end, he just went, "Mum, can I have a can of Tango?" <laughs> Amazing. Like, that, you want that for your souvenir? He's like, "Yeah, I just want a can of Tango." And I was Aww. like, "I'm so proud of Aww. you." <laughs> Overwhelmed by all this tat. Yeah. Well, like ironically, in my house, I'm I'm one of those quite annoying parents where I'm like, "No plastic, we do wood." So my oh, living room is full of wooden toys because I'm kind of full of really beautiful wooden toys that I spend too much money on, and then the other half of the living room full of video games. Yeah. <laughs> it's like one extreme and the other is how they're going to live. Yeah, I like that because like video games are made out of bloody mahogany. What are you talking <laughs> about? <laughs> <laughs> not- I think they're missing a trick with an artisan video game. <laughs> so <laughs> handcraft. Yeah, handcast. <laughs> You know what, Jenny? So I'm sorry to spring this on you, but we, we have got another guest that we like to that we like to bring in on the end. Um, it's a very special guest. Is he there, Ellie? Have you seen him in uh, there? I'll just so I go and see. If might, I think it's a bit late, so I'll just go and okay, see cool. in reception. Yeah, just a sec. Should be here in a second. Hello! Uh, hi, Hello. Come, on, come on in, come on in. Oh, hi! Hi, you must be Jenny. Great to meet you, Jenny. How's it going? It's going very well. Great, very strong handshake you have there. Thank you. Um, nice to meet you. My name is Keith Sager. Ah. I've just flown in from Japan. <laughs> and as you can tell by my name and demeanour, I'm a very, very rich and powerful video games executive, Jenny. Now, uh, I know you're a writer, but I think I was thinking perhaps it's about time you got into a proper art form. How about you pitch your idea for a video game to me, Keith Sager, right here, right now? I will, Mr. Good. S- Mr. Sager. It's actually Dr. Sager, just for a... <laughs> Sorry, yes, that's my full <laughs> name. Dr. Thank Keith you. Sager. Don't, don't like Keza to talk about that. I do, actually, yes. My speciality is uh, verrucas and smear tests, if you need <laughs> anything looking at after we've done the pitch. Anyway, do carry on. 
Um, I want, you know, everybody spends a lot of time and effort on alien landscapes and future landscapes and apocalypse landscapes. Mm. I don't want that. I want historical landscapes. I want to walk through Edinburgh. I want to walk through London. I want to play Down Abbey as a game. I want to be born as a chambermaid and see if I can avoid getting the pox. I want to walk down the streets where I live, go and visit my grandparents, see if I can grow out of being the kind of very poor-born person that all of us pretty much were in those days. You keep making these worlds that don't exist. I want to live and play in the world that used to. Thank you very much. Oh, well, that's a very strong uh, pitch. Thank you, Jenny. I think it does fit within the Sega remit. So I reckon it's basically news. the Yakuza games, but in Scotland, right? That's that's what we're going for here. Sure. Um, <laughs> I'm Dr. Sega. Yes. Yeah, but not like history wars. They're boring. <laughs> well, I tell you what, sold. Uh, we're going to be releasing it Christmas 2021, Jenny, on the Tomitronic. <laughs> OK, time Thank for you, me Mr. to hop back to Osaka. See you later, everybody. Thanks, Thanks for having me. Thanks, Dr. Sega. Really good of you to join us. <laughs> Thanks, Bye. Bye. Genuinely an awesome idea for a game. I'm loving it. Oh, oh hi. back. Hey, oh, I just saw, uh, just saw Dr. Keith Sager leaving. He's yeah. looking well, isn't he? He's I know, all right. it's, good, yeah, it's good of him uh, to come. It's, you know, it really is a long way. Yeah, you get me a quick coming from um, Japan. Especially lot of them, well, that's where they, it's only if you know because it's where the industry is oh, based, yeah, yeah, actually. It's, it's quite a lot of video games made in Japan, weren't they? Yeah, no, it's nice to see him. I wasn't aware of that, but until I met all these amazing executives who filled me in. It's amazing how they all sound not like they're from Japan. Well, that's, well, yeah, because they, well, that would be racist, wouldn't it be? If, uh, if they did sound like that so that's uh, but if you want to look Keza if you want to destroy the magic if you want to break the fourth wall I can't I'm, I'm working here Keza I'm working hard Jenny right. we, have, we do have one more bit of nonsense um, which is a quick fire round so we're going to ask you some questions okay and then we're going to judge your answers if that sounds good no that sounds awful oh excellent good you're the first person to be honest about what a terrible idea this truly is <laughs> quick fire Jenny Sonic or Mario Sonic that's the correct answer. <laughs> Nintendo or PlayStation? Nintendo. Yes. Oh, uh, I think I know, but Tomitronic or Sega Game Gear? Oh, Tomitronic. Of course, of course. Hang on a second, I had it and then I went because I started thinking about the Tomitronic again. <laughs> I wanted one so badly. Do you know what? It was one of the very few things from my childhood that absolutely lived up to how cool I thought yeah. it might be. I'm quite jealous. Easy mode or hard mode? It, well, it really depends because SimCity got too easy after a point. Mm. So it depends on the game, really. I, I want a game that's so well thought out that they wouldn't bother doing modes. Wow, okay. That's, killing animals. that's a really creative answer to the either or. Mm. So, downloadable or boxed game? Downloadable. No Great. stuff. I'm done stuff. SimCity or Flight Simulator? Well, SimCity, obviously, because I love it. But I know people that enjoy Flight Simulator so much, I'd love to know what it is they are getting out of it. I know people that literally, they have three screens, they get mm. it the day it comes out, they go, they'll stay up for seven hours and they'll fly the whole way. You know, So obviously there's something in it that I am fundamentally missing. And so one day when I have more time and I'm retired, I want a flight simulator because oh, I, you know, I can't. I'm really annoyed that other people are getting so much pleasure out of something that I can't see. It's, it's <laughs> I mean, fun at all. But then to me, there's lots of things other people. There's people who dress up as cuddly toys and have it off of each yeah. other. I'm not going to give that a go at a go just because some. I mean, people you might like when you're it, retired. Jenny. You never know. You've got a lot wow. of time in your hands. Space Invaders or Pac-Man? Space Invaders. Ooh. I once I was on a flight once, and you know they had those really cruddy ones on the back of the remote control that used to when people used to fly in the before times. And <laughs> and I played my whole way through Space Invaders, and the guy sitting next to me who hadn't exchanged a word or a glance, but he went, "Did you just win that whole game?" <laughs> he was genuinely quite impressed. 
so that was the last time I managed to impress anybody. Um, but Space Invaders you can play really for a long time, whereas Pac-Man, there's not that much to it. Once you've done it, once you can do it, it's the same every that. single time. I've played it. I played the Xbox Live Arcade one. Was oh last my God, Pac-Man really Championship into, yeah, Edition. Yeah. I got actual blisters, like proper, proper blisters from that game. Really? <laughs> <laughs> Have you got one more, Kizzo? I don't. Good. Then there, then there aren't any more. That's... Uh, <laughs> that's uh, We've decided the best way to end the podcast is by saying game over. But mm. obviously, as professional games journalists, having to say it ourselves makes me and Keza want to die inside. So what we've decided to do is to make the guest say that to end the podcast. Is oh, that okay. something you're willing to do? I am. Just think of the money, Jenny. Just think of the money. <laughs> so, so if you'd like to now, please say game over. Game over. Oh, that was nice. very that good. Was a good one. Yes. I like that. That's it, isn't it, Keza? Yeah, thank you so much. Thank you. It's been a delight me. chatting. Thank you very much, everyone, for listening. Until next time, bye-bye. Bye. This has been Extra Life. If you've enjoyed the show, don't forget to like and subscribe. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Extra Life Pod. Extra Life. With Annie Gibson and Kaza McDonald. Produced by Joel Marks. Assistant producer, Alex Hart. Music by Wayne Shepard. Extra Life is a great big owl production for Audi. We've had some complaints from the various video game executives featured on this show, um, and we'd like to just make absolutely clear that uh, Ellie's voices do not represent the actual views of uh, any of the corporations mentioned. Oh, spoil sport. Uh. <laughs>